Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. Today's guest is Terry Martinez, a trans man enlisted in the U.S. Armed Services. We'll talk about his military career and the threat he faces over President Donald Trump's support for a ban on transgender military service members. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Attention current and future journalists. The DC Journalism Job Fair will take place Saturday, April 6th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies, located at 640 Massachusetts Avenue Northwest. Meet recruiters from top news organizations who are looking for new talent. The job fair is organized by the Georgetown University Masters of Professional Studies in Journalism program and the National Association of Hispanic Journalists, the Asian American Journalists Association, the National Lesbian and Gay Journalists Association, the Society of Professional Journalists, the Washington Association of Black Journalists, and the Journalism and Women's Symposium. Tickets are $15 until Friday, April 5th at dcjournalismjobfair.org or $20 on the day of the event on April 6th. For more information, visit dcjournalismjobfair.org. Three years ago, the ban on transgender Americans serving openly in the U.S. military was lifted. Transgender service members could no longer be discharged or otherwise separated for being transgender. On that historic day on June 30, 2016, Obama's Defense Secretary Ashton B. Carter went even further saying that the Pentagon would cover the medical costs of those in uniform who wish to undergo gender transition and that it would begin a year-long training program for service members on the changes. He decided on these services and programs based on studies that revealed no negative impact for the military with very little increases in medical expenditures due to the small segment of the trans community within the military. History was made that summer, but then November came and the 2016 presidential election took place. The election of Donald Trump and his eventual presidency disregarded all expert opinions studies conducted, and advances for civil rights for the trans community. Even though transgender military members have been serving openly for the last three years without incident, the Trump administration has been fighting to reinstate the ban, a ban that many have called unnecessary and downright bigoted. Today, there is an estimated 13,000 active duty and reserve service members who identify as transgender. We speak to one station near the nation's capital today, whose life has been affected. We will not use his real name or reveal his branch in order to protect his identity. I want to welcome to the show uh, Terry Martinez, a new friend of mine that I met here in the Washington, D.C. area, who serves in the military and who's part of the trans community that's being affected by this new um, action by the administration to stop the enlistment and the actual deployment of trans soldiers in our military. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me. 
how old were you when you started living authentically? I, um, well, I first found out that I was different and I started taking steps towards transition when I was 26. And were you in the military already? Yes, I've been in okay. the military since I was 17. Wow. So I graduated high school and right there in Los Fresnos and I... And you're from my neck of the woods, mm -hmm. the Rio Grande Valley. Mm -hmm. So all along, you've always wanted to be in the military. Mm -hmm. And while you're serving for our nation, uh, serving in, um, in the armed forces, you started realizing you're different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I've, I've always known I was different, but I just didn't know. Because this whole trans stuff, when we really became mainstream in the, like, the last 10, 15 years. Yes. So I always knew I was different. I liked boys toys boys clothes all that stuff but i just thought okay tomboy that's it yeah i didn't take any steps towards fixing anything or doing anything how did your family take it um my so my i only have my mom my, my uh -huh. dad is somewhere in brownsville <laughs> um and she took it fine um, okay because i guess since my I, I have a sister and she came out as gay when we were 16 and uh -huh. i came out as gay as well because that's what i thought um and she so like we basically already primed the pump so by the time like i came out 10 years later again she's like okay well what does this mean what do i do like so there was an education process going on at mm -hmm. home so being part of the the military where has it taken you where have you deployed uh, i lived in japan for three years i i've been all over the south pacific australia hong kong taiwan um all over the place singapore thailand uh, my ship sailed around the world um we fought uh, ISIS in the Middle East. We launched some tomahawks, um, and uh, yeah, did a year around the world tour, um, protecting a carrier. So that was pretty cool. Amazing. And you said you were the first in your family to be mm -hmm. in the military. First generation American. First generation uh, uh, military. I think it's just amazing because in the in the South Texas is home to a lot of veterans, a lot of decorated veterans. I think we even have like per capita the most awarded medals in the area because there's just a record of service. I come from a long line of Latinos who served in the military. Started with my grandfather in World War II. Um, transgender folks, over 150,000 have served in the U.S. military, past and present. Today, there's uh, estimated 13,000 active or reserve duty trans members. It's almost like the transgender community it, by the recent studies, 21% of adults that are out as trans have served in the military. That's more than the general public. Does that surprise you? Um, a little bit, but I'm, I don't understand why it, it would surprise me. I, especially since I've met so many people. I know of at least 800 people, uh, faces and names, who are trans in all of the armed services, including Coast Guard and uh, NOAA. How has the armed services been important to your life? Oh, it's been my whole... It got me out of the valley, Because <laughs> it was either go to Texas A&M and work in agriculture or um, join the military and see the world. And so it was my ticket out. I got accepted to a really good school. Um, my undergrad and my graduate degrees have all been paid for. 9-11 had a lot to do with me joining as well because I was a sophomore in high school. Yes. And just seeing the Twin Towers fall, even though it had it nothing. It affected you. Yeah, even though it had nothing to do really with, you know, South Texas. it. I knew that this is my country now. My parents moved here. 
wanted to give me a better life and it was under attack. So I felt a calling to help fight in any effort to help defend it. Uh, a lot of people are surprised when they hear that the U.S. government, the military, and the U.S. government as a whole is the number one employer of the trans community. And now you have the person that's ahead of this country calling for a ban. How does that make you feel? Um, a bit discouraged. Um, but I'm, I know that we have a lot of good advocacy groups that we have at the helm trying to fight this. And one day, come sooner or later, we will succeed. How do your fellow service members treat you, Terry? I'm uh, stealth at work. So... Well, it's actually hey, funny. Can you define what stealth is? Stealth is when nobody knows, nobody knows my past history. So they see me as male. I'm presenting as male. I'm 100% male. And on paper, in person. Um, and uh, so nobody's able to treat me any differently because they see a male and they treat me as a male. There was one issue at work, though, where one of my classmates from my undergrad from before transition... Uh, she told the office, oh, she's coming to the office. She's great. This and the other. We were classmates. And then I show up and it was a little awkward, but I didn't know that she had done that yet. Oh my a God. week or two passed and she came up to me and she apologized like crazy. She said she didn't know. And, um, but nobody in my office has treated me differently per se. We'll put it that way. Wow. Have you been discriminated since, um, Trump took office? I mean, cause it's sad that once he took office almost every other week there was something lodged towards the lgbt community almost the trans community from like the denying of services um to students in 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 our our schools uh, rescinding all these uh, protections to the fact that we couldn't even say transgender in some hhs um, budgets and agendas and it's just like little things to basically walk back all the successes that we had under the Obama administration for the trans community. What have you felt in and outside of your career? Well, um, it delayed my medical plans. Like I had all these ducks set in a row, ready to go. And then the Trump administration took over and it took what should have taken about six months to get a surgery done. It took two years. Wow, and I'm still fighting, and it's a it's everything's a paper drill, everything's a legal hassle, and we'll just see where we go from here. It, everything just takes so much longer now, and of course, dealing with the stress of getting kicked out constantly. Yes, yes. Uh, there's all these erroneous claims out there that say that medical costs for the transition of a soldier is very expensive. When in actuality, the Pentagon spends more money on Viagra than troops going through transition. And um, it's not um, taking you out of the service. Like when a, uh, a female soldier is about to give birth, it's actually longer for a woman to, you know, her leave than the actual recuperation of a transition, correct? It's absolutely correct. And it's funny that you should say that because I'm dealing with that at work right now. My coworker has been out for a month and she's going to be out for another three months and everyone's super supportive and encouraging so i'm thinking in the back of my mind okay when it's my turn to have follow-on surgeries i hope everybody's as encouraging as they are for this service member when you are you do you get to be an activist 
on the down low, like away from your, are you like having, doing stuff to promote your cause outside of work? I do, but it's mostly in secret because mm-hmm. um, I'm still afraid of losing my job. There's a lot of countries out there that are we consider that we're allies with, that we're still allies, that allow this already to happen. We have Australia, Germany, Israel, United Kingdom, Canada, France, Spain, Sweden, several other nations um, that allow service trans community members to be members of the military. What other talking points do you use when you have these conversations? I think what those services have figured out that we have yet to totally own is that when you are allowing anybody to serve uh, who meet the, the standards and the qualifications, you're getting your most optimal force. So you're getting the best bang for your buck and you're getting the smartest people, the brightest people, the people who have the heart and the soul to actually want to do this job and do it well. Um, and I've kn- I know a couple of people in the, the British uh, military and in the, in the Australian Navy and they are just amazing service members. And their their nations are ha- are lucky to have them. It's almost like they want to keep you away from military service because they want to deny you the right of being what many consider the most patriotic duty you can do for your nation. When I was helping out my friend Pepe Johnson with the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, he was kicked out of the service and he was actually able to go back into military service. The one thing that he kept on saying is that by denying you this right to serve, it almost like strips you away from that right to say, I'm, I could be the, the most patriotic American in the room. I have this right, this bragging right. Or just the fact that it's just like when people run for office, they're able to say, I serve this country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it robs you of that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I think there's definitely merit in that. Um, for me personally... I've served 10 years and if they want to kick me out now it's their loss because they invested a lot of time a lot of money imagine all the training tax Mm -hmm. dollars that went to give you all these skills Mm -hmm. from the age of 17 17, oh my god 33 now and so that's a lifetime it's a lot of money did you envision working for the military to retirement um it was always a goal it was always a goal because i i love it um it's definitely my calling but if this administration feels that strongly that they have to get rid of me, I will find my way. I'll find a way um, to serve my country, be it as a you know, civil servant or something. What do you? I want to tell that trans kids that that was hoping to become a, a military, join the military. Um, keep training. Be in the best possible shape as you can be. Because it's still a possibility now, and don't ever take no for an answer. How does it feel um, knowing <laughs> uh, that there's people out there in Congress that are fighting for your right to serve? It's encouraging, and um, I just hope that they surround themselves with all the right people who know how to fight for our cause the right way. Because there are some people who try to mask themselves as as trans advocates but they in reality they just want to cause more problems kind of how like don't ask don't tell is supposed to be a good thing for the gay community yes and it turned out to be a burden for many many years we're trying to avoid something like that well i want to thank you for coming on the show and enlightening us about this do you have any resources that people can look towards like a website 
So there's uh, two very good websites that I'd like to recommend. First, the uh, for civilians looking for more civilian information, I recommend transequality.org. They have a great uh, explanation of the issues. Explanation of all the issues, how to be a good ally, uh, stuff like that. For people who are either in the military and trans or questioning or people who want to join the military and identify as trans, I recommend SpartaPride.org. It's a it's a group that I participate in, and it has over 800 uh, service members currently active serving, and some who have just gotten out. And it's an excellent resource for all around the world. Well, thank you so much, Terry, for coming on the show. I appreciate your service to our nation and for sharing your journey, your story with us, so we can know how this affects the person behind all this hate that's going on there's actual americans being affected by this thank you for coming on thanks for having me